0: Listener Production. Brooke
1: Boney and Linda Mariano's
0: Dream Club. Hello and welcome to another episode of Brooke and Linda's Dream Club, where each week we watch the clouds of culture and point out <laughs> our favorite ones that look like something interesting. And this week, we're pointing out Sally Rooney's new novel, Beautiful World, Where Are You? We're also going to be
1: taking you into the metaverse and talk about Facebook changing its name this
0: week. And hands up if you've ever posted a photo of someone's elbow, maybe a a, a Heineken blurred in the background. Well, that is called a soft launch. Um, It's when you soft launch a new partner on Instagram. We're going to talk about that. Um, We also got some... Beautiful DMs this week on Instagram. Go and we, follow us at the Dream Club podcast.
1: We love sifting through the DMs. A shout out to Kate this week, who's hit us up on the Dream Club podcast on Insta, saying, hey, little dreamers, I've enjoyed your potty every Wednesday as I walk along the coast in Sydney's east. It has been one of my lockdown Positives, And the session that we did that talked about dance resonated
0: especially. She's been dancing around the house. Good on you, Katie. I know. Katie Patatee. Hey, guess what, Lindy? What? Um I want to just give you a pat on the back. Um, Go and, on, then. Pat me. Thank and you. And also myself a pat on the back. Wolfies love pats. We do love pats. And the reason that we're doing that is because we've been nominated for two Australian podcast awards for Best Art and Culture and Best Indigenous Podcast. Um, And also, Lindy, you've had so much success as well with Tough Love. Oh,
1: yeah. Thank you. So, you know, another podcast that I do, which is Linda Mariana's Tough Love, which is, you know, more so a personal relationship story, has also been nominated for... Best Lockdown Podcast and what's the other one? Best New Podcast. Best New Podcast, which yeah. is a huge honour. Yeah. There are a lot of
0: podcasts getting around. There's a around. lot of
1: podcasts. A, then we all know there's been a lot of pandemic podcast making. There have you been. You know, there's been a, a lot, lot of creative diarrhoea that's been going on. But we're happy to say that some of the we're mess that we've made has been part we're of part it. of that diarrhoea. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the Australian Podcast Awards. There's also a listener's choice category. And I think you've got a few weeks. Um, voting closes November 28th. We're going to put a link, but it's at the Australian Podcast Awards website if you go to a little section that says vote and... Yeah, if you are a woofy, if you've enjoyed any of these woofy epi- episodes, <laughs> episodes? episodes, then please hit us up there for the Australian Podcast Awards.
0: It's like an episode, but you get effed up.
1: Yeah, this it's is our episode. audition, basically. Yeah. If you like this episode, <laughs> then please do it and let us get into it for this week. Dream Club. The first thing that we'll have to talk about is the book that has been on everybody's reading list in the past month. It is the latest novel from the award-winning kind of global superstar of novelist Sally Rooney. The Irish writer has released her third book. It's called Beautiful World where are you? The previous bestsellers were Conversations with Friends and then there was Normal People, which if you were like me, perhaps you were a little bit naughty and didn't even read the book, but you did watch the global hit TV series made by BBC as well. So the new book is out, Beautiful World, Where Are You? I've read it. There's been a lot of thoughts, a lot of hype around this book and kind of a new style to it. Brookie,
0: did you read it? How did you feel? Well, you know that we were going to talk about it on the podcast last week and then I was like, oh, actually, just give me a bit more time because um, I haven't finished it yet. Well, guess what? I lost my specs a week and a half ago. Oh, so I still haven't finished it, but... Oh, because you can't read without your glasses no. on. Well, if I... I can, but it just gives me a headache, gives me a little migraine. Oh. So um, I still haven't finished it, but I do have some thoughts. Okay. I've got some thoughts. I like that Sally Rooney has like engaged a whole bunch of like younger people in in reading and in like you know exploring that whole world. I also really love that she has these characters that are like cool young people. You know, they're like these lefties who are at universities. They're these young women who are sort of like the manic pixie dream girls of now, mm. and you know they're they're out there. Claiming their independence and doing all of this cool stuff and having these like interesting and rich love lives and you know I love love yeah we love 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 love, love 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 we this really show. do so I love good love stories yeah. um the problem that I have with it though with this particular novel or with, with Sally Rooney with Sally in Rooney general? in general and with this particular novel and I think probably just like more broadly about female characters at the moment is that when they write sex scenes or when they write, like, intimate partner relationship scenes, mm-hmm. they're quite often, like, really um, – they're, like, rooted in, like, this weird power dynamic where the women are really submissive and they submit to these, like, um, these really intense situations where they, like, surrender all of their power. They're getting tied up. They're getting choked. They're getting, you know, all of this stuff done to them, beaten. And um, – I'm not shaming anyone who likes doing that sexually, but I think it is a dangerous situation for Sally Rooney to bring all of these young women in as readers and fans of her work and then set this up as a normal dynamic or as a, a standard dynamic for sexual relationships because it's not. Mm. And I think it's, um, I think it's a bit problematic mm. actually. What do you think?
1: I... I mean I guess we perhaps we we set up the fact that you know Sally Rooney's novels are about those relationships like you said and they are about these women these millennial women the this novel in particular focuses around these two women that are best friends and like you said they're navigating the relationships in these lives so they both live in the literary world one is a really successful writer one is a copy editor they're both navigating these kind of tense ongoing relationships with these two different men and you are right, the parallels in the sex lives and there is kind of a lot of a lot of the most tense scenes happen when they are in bed together and the conversations that go on and you haven't gotten to the end of the novel but what I will say is that I did not feel satisfied by the end of it. And the way that the novel kind of sets it up and you kind of ride this tense plot line the whole way through. And keep in mind that the style of it is, you know, maybe really attractive to you or the other criticism is that it's could be potentially off-putting. So essentially half the novel is the scenes that are actually occurring in the women's real lives. And then half the novel is them emailing each other. So it's like one chapter is what is going on in, say, Alice, one of the main characters' lives. And then the next chapter is an email that Alice is sending to Eileen. And it's laden with political commentary and philosophies about the world and class systems and It's kind of nice and it's a nice kind of relevant nod to what's going on in our worlds and the things Mm. that we think Mm. about. So you're kind of bogged down in the philosophy of like capitalism and what it means to be young in the world and how much do we care about it and then at the same time the relationships that are unfolding are really broken and I don't know, I I found it hard to to relate and to really care by the end.
0: Do you know, so this is the thing, right? The characters are always really strong and like well-defined. Mm. And so you can imagine them being real people. And I think the problem is, is that younger people who are reading it would be like, oh, I'm going to base part of my personality on these stories, Yeah, which is what you do when you're young. You know, it's what we all did with, you know, the you stories. the characters and the we heroine. Were yeah, exactly. And so she draws you in with all this like sort of um, critique of like political classes and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But then you're sort of like, wait a minute, these are these really intelligent, um, independent women who have a lot going for them with this other stuff going on that's really, really complicated. And that's not to say that there are so many situations where that kind of sex can be really healthy. My my problem with it is it's like when young men watch porn and they think that that's the only way to have sex mm. and that's where they learn it. I'm worried that young women read this sort of stuff that then gets turned into television shows these beautiful wayfish young women who are sort of like them in some way or another. And they're strong they and they're to. thinking about the world and they're really self-aware. But then they're trying to get people to punch them and let that that's a really normal thing. You want a different narrative maybe. I want a different narrative. Like I don't want my little sisters to be reading that or any of you beautiful wolfies um, and thinking like, oh, this is how I have to mm. let men or women or whatever treat me um, in order to be um, – to, to – Gratify their sexual needs. And I think once,
1: once you find your specs and you get to the end of the novel, I think that you'll
0: feel most likely the same. I, I love that we got to have this discussion. Thank you, Lindy. So, Lindy, I want you to grab your VR headset, just whack it on. <coughs> That's the sound that it makes. Brooke, I am now part cyborg and part girl. Which part which which is up? to you to decide. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm, I'm
1: cyborg that. from the waist down.
0: <laughs> just, i got an android vagina.
1: <laughs> I'm, cy-
0: <laughs> I, I'm cyborg from the nose up. <laughs> so all of the best parts are fleshy. And then just brain. Just cyborg brain. B- cyborg brain. <laughs> no brain, no worries. Oh, the reason that I'm talking about virtual reality and augmented reality is because one of the biggest and most influential companies in the entire world, Facebook, uh, has changed its name and is trying to change its image. Um, So it's changed its name to Meta um, in the last week. This is what Mark Zuckerberg said about Facebook changing its name from Facebook to Meta. Together,
1: we can finally put people at the center of our technology and deliver an experience
0: where we are present with each other. Together, we can create a more open platform with more ways to discover experiences and more interoperability between them.
1: And together, we can unlock a massively bigger creative economy.
0: Um, So the whole thing uh, has got me feeling like it's the beginning of a Black Mirror episode because... None of it exists yet. None yeah. of it has any, like, practical application in our lives right now unless you are someone who is absolutely obsessed with gaming and and in that mm. case you probably don't even have time to listen to The Dream Club because you're out there just on Twitch, just twitching your you're life You're streaming, away.
1: you're on Discord, you're on Fortnite watching a Travis Scott concert, you're doing all the things. Mm.
0: And... um the thing that is really troubling for me is that like, Facebook has been in so much trouble in recent yep. months because there was a whistleblower who came out and said, look, for a long time, Facebook has known the damage that it causes to people, the damage that it causes to young people, but it chooses to prioritise profit over fixing those policies and making it a safer place mm. for everyone to interact And I guess the concerns that I have around the metaverse or whatever is that like imagine if your life is pretty crap in real life and then you can get home from your crap life or your crap day, chuck on a headset and completely disengage and you live in this weird metaverse if it ever comes to fruition, if it ever, you know, gets built in the way that Mark Zuckerberg would like it to be built. It seems like the beginning of some really serious problems. It's the thing is, is that
1: it's, it's going to happen, like whether we like it or not. And I'm definitely a Luddite here. I, I get scared. I'm the same as you where I'm like, this feels dark, dude. I don't want to do this. But for better or worse, as technology goes on, it becomes more and more personal. It becomes more and more immersive. And the way that Mark Zuckerberg is talking about Facebook being meta and the fact that it's changing its name on December 1st to be MV. RS, aka Metaverse, <laughs> um, is showing that they're going to be investing. I think they're investing ten billion dollars into this just in the next year. Oh, is and that? And com- comparatively, they spent like a billion dollars, one billion dollars on Instagram. And look at the way that that took off. So the whole thing is this idea that yeah, Brooke, you're going to get home from work, you're going to have a dinner party, and I'm going to come to your home as an avatar in the virtual reality version of your home, in your home there are going to be the things that you have collected over the years that you already know and love. Then you're going to have designed it in your virtual reality moment with artefacts that would only exist in your imagination. The view outside your window will be anything that you could imagine that's the most beautiful thing. And yes, you could wear and look however you want. And you are shaking your head because, yes, it's it's creepy. Do you know it what, It is though? creepy, but that it's is – unfair because, it, like – It's okay. kind of – I feel like no matter what, like that is what is going to happen. People are already doing that. People okay, do that I think in it's Fortnite done. and stuff.
0: This is why I think it's done because we've worked really goddamn hard to look good in real life, <laughs> to build our real-life houses, to, to smell good – I didn't spend $40,000 on his teeth not to have them seen in real life. No, I didn't yeah. really spend that much money. But, like, that's cheating. You can't just go into a <laughs> game and then design everything. Like, what's the point?
1: I what? F- well, the thing is it will and then the other thing that it, it, it will be is it's not just going to be full worlds, like Brooke is going to have a social you know, media or like um, virtual reality house, but it's also going to be the augmented reality into what you normally do. So you know how normally you get a notification and you have to like look down at your phone or look down at your Apple Watch, or if you're walking through the street and you need Google map directions and you're you looking down at your notifications as to where you turn. It's the fact that you don't need to swipe down that that is going to be implemented into your mind so that you can see an arrow in front of you on the street. So it's going to be not only these full virtual reality worlds, but there's going to be elements of that that infiltrate your real life. So how do you feel about that, Wolfie?
0: It makes me feel a bit sick. And but also like a bit grateful because my neck is so sore all the time. I'm so <laughs> sure. I'm so sure that it's because I look at my phone all the time. So like if yes. I didn't have to look down, that's probably pretty handy. But then also like, I don't know, it's it's probably a reason we have to look around at the, like imagine I how know. soft our necks will get. Uh, think about neck muscles.
1: I know. And I like I don't want to be in bed with my boyfriend and him be spooning me and I'm like, I know you're scrolling on your in your mind phone. <laughs>
0: like, yeah. I'm what like, are you talk to me at? now.
1: What are you looking at? Who are you looking at? What are you liking? Don't from, zoom in. Don't zoom? don't zoom in. Why are you zooming in on that? Yeah, like imagine that. Someone could no. just be scrolling on no. social media while having sex with you. That's weird, That's man. That's so weird. <laughs> Let's all just
0: move to the bush. Do you want to just move to Musselbrook? Let's move up to Roy country. Right, I'm done. sick of this. Brooke Boney and Linda Mariano. The
1: Dream Club. Hey, Wolfie, I don't know about you, but I've definitely been guilty of soft launching a partner on social media, and there is a fantastic article that I read in The Atlantic written by a New York writer called Caitlin Tiffany called The Art of the Boyfriend Soft Launch. Ooh. So let me just quote you the start of this and just see if you relate. The first thing you'll notice is, is that there are two wine glasses on my dinner table. Then one day, I'm taking selfies on a couch you've never seen before. (laughs) (laughs) Then a few weeks later, half an unfamiliar face shows up on my Instagram story. (laughs) Hopefully, you'll read into these images and think does Woofie have a new boyfriend? (laughs) It's called the art of the Instagram soft launch of your boyfriend or girlfriend or partner. And there's a comedian that tweeted about it last year. She coined the term. Her name's Rachel Sennett. She's out of New York saying, congrats on the Instagram soft launch of your BF. So, Woofie, I feel like this entire article, which goes through how you kind of soft launch Mm -hmm. a partner, and if you don't know what soft launch is, it's this formal term that you know marketing and PR companies use when you're launching a product but you don't want to go really reckless and gung ho with it so you might soft launch a restaurant before you iron out the creases and then you let all the press people come. Or you might soft launch a video game and you want to make sure that it all works properly. So I guess people do this with relationships and reading this article, I was like, this is freaking spot on. This is what we do. Oh my and God. Wolfie, how do you feel about this? Okay, so
0: I read the article as well after you sent it to me and I have to say, like, so much of it is like a really sharp critique of how we interact on social media because we all totally. think we're playing this game. We're totally. like... You know, we're posting a photo. Like everyone makes fun of the candid photo, or like the laughing photo, or like the um personal brand thing. Like we're all making fun of it. Yeah. But we all know that we're all playing the game, right? Totally. And so, like, I felt a bit uncomfortable because I was like, "This is too real. Like, this I is feel too seen, close man. to home." I know. Yeah, please stop looking at my inside my brain. And it's so funny because I literally had a conversation last night with a friend about mm. someone that I'm dating. And um, my friend was like, oh, well, you can, um, you know, we're all going to this thing together, so maybe you can soft launch him then. Stop it. Seriously, 100%. And then you sent me the article this morning and I was like, no. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, But I think it's – we sort of have to do that, right? Like part of it is like you don't want to be out there announcing to the world that you have a boyfriend or like posting a photo out of the blue, just sort of going in cold because – When you see people do that, you're like... It kind of creeps me out. You're like, this is not going to last. Where the hell did this come from? I wasn't expecting this. This is completely out of left field. Mm. And so then you're like, oh, for sure, this is like, this is just for show or this is just like performative or like to get back at someone because the whole thing is like a little game, right, Instagram? Yeah,
1: totally. It's like you look at someone's profile and it's essentially a life resume. Or in this case, like a dating resume. Mm. You can scroll through and you're like, okay, they were together in 2018. They were still together in 2019. Oh, they now they've stopped following each other. It's this whole performative game that we kind of play, whether or not we like it, unless you really disengage and you just post about work or you don't have social media. Maybe, maybe that's an option. But I was You're not not in the metaverse. You're not in the metaverse just yet. But it's I feel like the the counterpoint to that is not only the soft launch of when you are in a new relationship or why we feel like we have to do it, but the the counter is when you soft launch that you are no longer in a relationship. See, this is
0: more my style. When you
1: are now single... And maybe you're just showing that you're a little bit more fun-loving than Uh, other people might have forgotten how cute and fun-loving you
0: are. I reckon that if you went through my Instagram, you would be able to tell when I've stopped dating someone based on the photos that I post because they're always a little bit more like thirsty. And it's just like, hey, just want to remind you that I'm here. And also... (laughs) I'm looking pretty good at the moment. Okay. So just, like, just take, I'm gonna take some guesses. I'm
1: going to look through. And the thing is, because I know Wolfie so well, uh, I do know your dating history, but I, I, I'm I, not looking at the dates of these pictures. Mm. Like I'm just looking, kind of scrolling through this, like, like this vibe. Okay, I'm looking at a picture of Brooke and it's Brooke's version of Thirsty, which is just that, you're in the sun. You look cute. It's a bit candid, but you do have a bikini on, and you know, bikini is a classic thirst trap. <laughs> what is this? Is this? Were you single okay. in this Wait, tell, photo? Yes or no? Let
0: me look have at, a the look at the date. Date, and I'll tell you what was going on. So this is like a live. Um, this is a this live is a live reveal. Okay, of, like what is going on? Was
1: this a soft Instagram launch Oof. of your singledom?
0: No. It, it was close. It's oh, close. Oh my god! Maybe no, I, I totally it. know the one. This one. Yes.
1: Yes. Okay, I chose one. That one. I chose one. Yeah. It's One. Where but bro- it's another
0: classic beach shot. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? I'm wearing a bikini. This is me. I'm just. The caption is something you know,
1: loosely tied to work, loosely tied to me having a nice weekend. The photo. I'm is just cute. trying to
0: remind you that remind I am That I'm. And exist. also, like, I'm. I'm available. I'm here. Yep.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Okay.
0: All right. Choose another one.
1: Choose another one. Okay. Here we go. Oh, okay. Hold on. What about this one? It's another kind of bikini shot. Yes. yes. It was. Oh, my oh God. My God it was? Almost to the day. Almost yes, to the day? Yes. Holy shit. Okay. It's a photo of Brooke in a bikini next That's to a swimming like pool. S- you feel seen. It's I feel the, really the, seen. And the I feel soft like launch also of singledom really basic. is a thing. <laughs> it's
0: like. Like it's very it's so transparent. Transparent. Like know, everyone right. would be able to see that. But will I soft launch? Who knows? Who knows? i have to wait and see. Dream class. out. So this is our absolute favourite time of the week where we get to share a little d and a little Dream Club update. Nice. And Lindy, we're sort of closing out the end of the year and, you know, everything has felt really, really bizarre this year. Like everything is discombobulated. Time feels like it doesn't really exist. Yeah. Um, but we've got like, what, like a, a month left of, you know, proper actual work month and a half, maybe like not much at all. And so I was thinking the other day, like, oh, no, I haven't done that much, like blah, blah, blah. I haven't been productive or like I should have, you know, really used that exercise bike more or I should have cooked this more or whatever. And so then I sort of did a little mental tally of all of the things that I've Mm. achieved, you know, in the last four to six months. And it's a lot, even if they're just little things. Um, I encourage you all to just make a list of all of the things that you're proud of even if they're tiny even if it was just like I don't know, you learned how to relax more or you got through an entire series without looking at your phone while you were watching yeah. it or whatever because um, it'll make you feel good and it'll make you realise that, you know, we haven't wasted time, even though time's relative and we'll all be living in the metaverse soon. Yes, very um, true. <laughs> 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 um, and that was, I don't know, it was just something that made me feel a I little bit I think that's
1: really beautiful. Do an inventory, make a list, yes, like you said, inventory. check it twice and find out that you are...
0: Not naughty and nice. But nice.
1: (laughs) My little dream club update this week is kind of off the back of something that we spoke about in a recent episode. So, do you remember we were talking about The Bachelorette and Brooke Blurton? Mm. Um, So, and we were talking about how I do love watching The Bachelorette Mm. and I'm really enjoying this season. And I've also got lots of kind of group messages that go on while the show is playing out with our things. And one of the other people that also loves watching it, in fact, she texts me when it starts and she says, our favourite show is starting, is my mum,
0: Janet. Janet
1: loves The Bachelorette. And I feel like sometimes when us Wolfies talk, we kind of take for granted the relevancy and the necessity of Having diverse people in the media and how important that is for, you know, for us, it's obvious reasons why it's really important to have a First Nations lead on a show like that, why it's really important to have diversity in terms of sexuality and preferences. And I felt like I enjoyed the payoff of that in real time with my mum because my mum had never encountered bisexuality before. And I had such a lovely conversation with her where she didn't actually understand what the different preferences meant.
0: Oh bless so what did, did you and explain? It to her?
1: And so I, I explained it to her because she she didn't she just didn't quite understand. So, you know, my mum was born in Malaysia. She she has really good English, but there are certain terms that she just doesn't quite understand, and she needs explained to her by her daughter. And it was such a cute sweet, open conversation where she learnt about what bisexuality means. And I know we take that as such a given because of the generation we've grown up in, but she didn't understand that. And then we got to the end of the conversation and she was like, that is so nice. I'm so glad that she is the bachelorette. And it was, I don't know, I just feel oh, like that's so those lovely. sorts of cute conversations are happening around the country and around the world because of Shows like that.
0: That's so, so I mean, lovely. That's really, that's that's really so heartwarming. Because we, I think you're right. Like, we do sort of, like, um, talk about it through the lens of, like, academia or, like, you know, we theorise. and like we get it. And we, you know, know, we sort of, like, think about things at that level. But then to see it happening at, you know, on the streets. Basically. Yeah, it
1: happened on the streets Aww. with a, you know, a little Chinese woman in her almost late 60s who just had never encountered it
0: before. That's, That's really so sweet. lovely. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much for listening to Brooke and Linda's Dream Club this week. We love you so much and we hope that you have a wonderful day. Um, Now, remember to join our Dream Club and follow us at the Dream Club Podcast on Instagram.
1: Hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening so you do not miss an episode, so you might be subscribing, following, whatever the different terms are, metaversing. Leave us a cheeky (laughs) review if you can and you've got a little hot second. And please tag us in a pic, send us a video or a picture from when you're listening to this episode and show us where you're listening from. We love to see it.
0: We love to see it so much. And make sure that you go and tell your friends as well, because the more woofies there are in our little wolf gang, um, Wolfgang Park, <laughs> 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 then the, the more we'll get to share all of this lovely stuff with you. So um, please tell your friends. Tell your mum. Maybe your mum. Tell your mum.
1: Have a cute, open conversation with mama.
0: Love you. Bye. Well, that's your tummy. My tummy just crumbled. This is because we mentioned cake. Of Fingernail. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> 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 Who's having cake? having The snack? Who's what? having a, a snack? <sighs> yeah.
1: <sighs> Leaving the meeting. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. A listener production.